Wait, so who's got the song? Not me. I thought you were going to have it. You said you had it. No, I just, I mean, like, I have this guy who's compiled the whole soundtrack on a website. You guys click the link. It will not open. It's not me. loading. Yeah, me neither. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? You How know. did you get into it? <laughs> yeah, I searched Gleaming in the Cube lyrics. <laughs> This is not. Um, I'll get it. What I was gonna sing was like just like kind of a, a different interpretation, but like if you have the song from the actual movie, that'd be no that'd be go. Great. For I got, it. I I got the song lyrics. You got the song. You want to yeah. sing it, Funky? Uh, gleaming, gleaming the cube, going higher, faster than anyone's ever been before. Damn right, yeah. Woo! Damn right, man. Gleam in the cube, you're the best. You own it, and nothing can stop you now. Woo! That is it. That's the song. <laughs> Do you think it's called Gleaming the Cube Brackets theme from Gleaming the Cube? Yes. Yes. I think so. <laughs> Was this song made for the movie, or is, it, is, is Gleaming the Cube like a phrase? It has to be. If it's like if it's like <laughs> bracket theme for the movie, I don't know. Then it must be made for the movie. No, I'm just I'm just making that speculating. up. I don't, I don't think that's true. How could gl- any what? skaters should call in and tell us? <laughs> Please, Gleam- What does gleaming mean? Oh, um, well, I can get into the the backstory of that now or later. Yeah, but wait. First, intro yourself and and the pod, I guess. Oh, hi. True, because this gleaming conversation is going to take a while. <laughs> yeah, gleaming is going to be a huge chunk of this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I hope so. Hi. My name's Nara. Hey. This is the podcast. Hi, Nara. Hi, Hannah. This is the podcast, Is It Whack? Where we talk about movies that um, may be whack, may not be, but then we decide how whack they really are. Um. Do other people want to introduce themselves before I introduce the movie, or should I intro the movie first? Uh, yeah, I think we should do our voices. Yeah, who are voices. we? Yeah, who are you? Uh, I'm Funky. Where are you going? I'm trying I'm just gleaming just... the cube right now. I'm gleaming <laughs> the cube because your vocals are... Our vocals keep gleaming. <laughs> we can't keep using gleam before we explain <laughs> we're all just gleaming okay, the cube I so ch- hard I, I don't think changing locations is gonna help so sorry yeah i don't think gleaming locations we're is gonna detour. help <laughs> we're gleamed i guess have you tried recording from inside the cube <laughs> no i'm too busy gleaming <laughs> i'm seb I'm Adam. Hello. Um, Hannah, as you may have guessed. Hey. Funke, who are you? Oh, I said it first. I'm yeah, Funke. Funke oh, did say it first. Sorry. Or, well, second. Um, yeah, Seb, you gotta gleam your ears. <laughs> yeah, ears aren't just for listening, Seb. They're also for <laughs> Today we're talking about gleaming the cube. The 1988 or 88, 89? 89, I'm Nine. not sure. I saw both dates. Me too. I was like, okay. What? What um, Wikipedia says January 13th, 1989 as release date. Mm. Okay. So right on the cusp. 
Could be an 88. Could be an 89. I, I think actually pro- think that's what gleaming means. I thought that's where you were going. But I think gleaming is like, oh. like you're skirting the edge of something. Oh. I think. Okay, but then what is the cube? The Max, the, the other the character, his best friend... Yeah, yeah, he explains that it's like touching the edge of like a higher plane or something. He says, "You're the I only thought... dude that can gleam the cube. Like <laughs> no one else can do it." It doesn't seem to have Wait, much to do. With apparently, anything. there's a short no. featurette entitled "What Does Gleaming the Cube Mean?" <laughs> oh, what? We should have done our research prior. <laughs> yeah, why did we not? Watch I'm sorry, this? I didn't find it and link it. I'm so sorry. Damn it. It's, Next I week's think it's episode better if we have that. our own definition. Yeah. How? It's really like, what is there... gleaming to you? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Can I say my theory on this movie? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Know... Can... Oh, sorry. Go, 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 go. Okay. You know, do you know this about the Die Hard sequels that none of them were written as sequels to Die Hard. They were all just action movies and then the studio got a hold of them and were like, we can rewrite this a little and make it a sequel Are you to thinking Die this Hard? wasn't a movie Whoa. about skateboarding and then yeah. the studio got a hold of it and made it about skateboarding? Yes. 100%. <laughs> I think this was specifically a conspiracy cop movie about, you know, a charity being a uh, front for weapons dealing and then they added skateboarding. Mm. Um... Because it has the, the two things have so little. That's what makes it. Also, the skateboarding yeah. doesn't even play that. It's like only has to do with the identity of like the main character, but like other than well, he, it's like he the, beats the villain at the end by skateboarding into his face. What are you talking about? I guess. Do you remember him just... gleaming the cube? Do you remember him gleaming the cube? That was the that was vital. Okay. Okay. There was, just... I wrote. I wrote at the beginning in my notes, what is gleaming the cube? And then after a bunch of notes, I wrote, I get it. And I think, like, it is it is more than just skateboarding. It's him just being so on it, so ahead of the game. Even when, um, I forget his name, but when the main character was bullied throughout the movie, he's like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm doing this for my brother. Do you even know who my brother I'm is from gonna... start? He's always... He's oh, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to date Hell, yeah. my dead brother's girlfriend for my dead brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It I, was, I, just, I, I was so inspired by that book. <laughs> and he really knew what Hell gleaming yeah. was. I love Hell it. Yeah. All he had to do was tear the posters off his wall. And then they didn't even show him trying to convince her to go out with him. It was just like a given. It's like he took his <laughs> earring out. But they did show that like one shot of him just he, like cut washing his hair. His hair. Yeah. I know, he I love his it. Hair. He wore he a, suit. a suit. He, he had, a, yeah, suit. Yeah. had yeah. a little briefcase thingy. Um, yeah. And I think everyone in the school knows. Literally. Everyone and knows. Like, like, that guy has changed his personal style. <laughs> I love. Intensely. I this loved is, when the important. guy like ran over to the people on the payphone. He's like, call 911. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would notice, though, if someone came to school who's usually like, like their whole identity skater. is skater punk. And I then just they... mean everyone. It was the every, this is the big story for everyone. Like everyone's staring. Everyone's like no, telling sorry, each other. Seb, you mean everyone was gleaming? <laughs> I love how I believe it. He people are treating him for weird staring. when he wears a suit to school, but not like right after his brother is supposedly like committed suicide. Everyone acts like that's normal. His friends are like, oh, I like they barely talk about it. And then he wears a suit to school, and it's like, 
Whoa, well, you changed. That's the one thing I like about the makeover is that I f- feel like there's almost like this thing of like the weird ways you process stuff. Yeah. Like it's almost like removed from the story. There's almost this metaphorical thing of like, oh, he's, Please. you know, grieving in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Sh- should yes, we um... summarize this movie that <laughs> oh yes it's that's simple, zero people really. have oh seen. true and yeah that... wait <laughs> do you want to sound crazy right now <laughs> do you want to tell us like about your experience with this movie like when oh, yeah. did you first see it all right so um just to frame why why we're talking about the skateboarding uh conspiracy epic gleaming the cube <laughs> yeah. um we finished our our Hallowack series um Yes, we did. Yeah, so now we're starting a new series called Chris at Whack, where we're battling out the Chris's. <laughs> um, and I chose Christian Slater um, and the movie mm. Gleaming the Cube. And the first time I heard about Gleaming the Cube, I very vividly remember this. It was grade nine, film class, first period of the day. I was sitting there waiting for class to start. And then um, Kasha and Emma walked into the classroom and they were like, so excited about this movie for some reason they were like talking about gleaming the cube so it was like vaguely in my mind but then i didn't they were beaming about gleaming yeah they were mm-hmm. they were talking about it and how it was like blowing their mind and how it was like a ridiculous movie <laughs> um so i like vaguely like had some awareness of it but i didn't watch it until like two years later um when i found it on youtube and then i watched it and then uh, my friend lucas also watched it and then we would sit in animation class talking about how goofy it was um and lucas actually i don't have them with me right now but lucas drew me little tiny pictures of the dude i don't remember his name in the movie but he had the coolest outfit he had like the sunglasses with the strap and the floral shirt and he was wearing a beret in the scene where christian slater comes to school all different like and then he also drew me a picture of tony hawk with the backwards visor in the pizza hut truck um and the first time i watched gleaming the cube it blew my mind i watched it again it didn't blow my mind as much but i was like this is the goofiest movie i've ever seen it's amazing it's just so much fun yes adam so sorry so get me let me get this straight so you watched uh the movie on youtube and then you really enjoyed it so you were beaming about streaming gleaming (laughs) yes i was oh i thought you were gonna I thought you were going to say she was streaming the two. <laughs> that too. Yeah, that's oh. good also. I mean, oh, I use the streaming. That's better. <laughs> Those are both pretty nice. But yeah. No, but subs is better, I will admit. Wow. Why? First time. <laughs> because you're streaming the tube, gleaming the cube. I know, well, we were it's... going for different things. I was trying to just add yeah, as many yeah. emings. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're both good. I'm sorry. Adam, you're great. I'm sorry. I didn't you mean both to just, just you. gleamed the cube so hard. Yeah. We also, Thank you. I I just want it to be stated on the record that uh, Nara won the the golden, the wacko lantern from the last last miniseries. Ah uh, yes. And that is why Nara is going first on Chris at Wack. Yep. <laughs> we have rules. I'm, yes. I'm cr- I'm we have tra- very clear Wack. traditions. Oh wow! <laughs> but yeah, that was the first uh, time I watched it. Um, yeah, does anybody have any fun stories about when they uh, watched this the first time? Which I'm assuming for all of you was last night or this morning. Yeah, I've never heard of this movie. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Has Me anyone? Neither. Like I'm. 
First time yeah. I watched it was today. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, pretty cool skateboarding movie. All right, got it. And then this guy fucking died. And I was like, what? I, I, I thought... I was like, oh, it's going to be with these two dudes and they like learn about each other and like they're going to like go bust some drugs together at the end or whatever. And he dies and then explosions happens and I was like, oh, this is like a bizarre movie. Like it's <laughs> it's so explosive and, and not what I thought it was going to be. And a couple of things popped out. I was like, they they stuck a Tony Hawk sticker on like the, the helicopter or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess Hell, it's popular. Yeah. And then I saw a dude that looks I, like Tony it's Hawk. Tony I was like, Hawk. <laughs> that did Tony Hawk what? put a sticker Shit. of his own name on the like twelve-year-old Tony Hawk's in this movie, but there's zero close-ups of him. It's all, all you're one, always kind of like, wait, is that those Tony Hawk? Driving the, yeah, the <laughs> only one is when truck. he's driving the Pizza Hut truck. Wait, yeah. can, what? Can I? Oh, can I come back in one yeah. second? Okay, of course. Give, give me one second. Yeah, but it was bizarre that like. Tony Hawk was just in this flick, in this. But I feel like that makes sense. They're like gaslighting you because there's like there's never like a clear shot of him until the very end. You're like, is that him? He's so young. He's very young. Are we sure it's Tony Hawk? Maybe it's like they want you to do that where you're like. I did not know. But they don't call him Tony. They never call him Tony. How big? No, he's not playing Tony Hawk, which is bizarre because there's the sticker. Yeah. I didn't well, even how know big Tony... was Tony Hawk yeah, that's my like, at the time? Like, would he I didn't have... know he was famous that year. Yeah. Well, no, he was, but like, would he have name recognition like um, outside of the skateboarding community? Like, would he, you mm. be like see him and be like, oh, that's Tony Hawk? Or would you... Oh. Like, I... Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. shit. Do you wanna... who, who would be seeing this who's not into skateboarding other than us? <laughs> Right, but then for so for them it's kind of like a, like I guess it doesn't make sense because it's just like a weird cameo. But like, uh, I don't know. I think it makes sense as a cameo if they don't have his stickers, because then it's like, does Tony Hawk exist? He was already in the world? an influencer, yeah. But yeah. Tony is, Nara, but is that he's a like, homemade Tony Hawk? Shirt? Yeah, it is. That's why Such I, I forgot name. I was oh, aware. Hell yeah! I don't know. Hell yeah! Great shit. I, I, Tony Guerrero I is note. also in it. Tony, You've or Tommy, Tommy Guero knowledge. is also in it. He's just another skate man's. What about Bam, Margera? Was was he in it? <laughs> no. What about, there was one guy from their group who ended up being a murderer, but I can't remember. From his Bones name. Brigade. Maybe he wasn't from that, or he was like Ryan Sheckler. He came. No, no he came up with them. And Bart it, Simpson? No, never mind. I can't remember the guy's is name. It, is it like? Sorry. He was like the first. This guy was the first like famous. Oh, he was from like from like Z Boys um, or yeah. Maybe he might have been before Tony, but I think they had like some kind of connection. Anyways, that doesn't matter. To this, what's up? Um, <laughs> I just I was looking on Wikipedia because I was just like honestly questioning a lot of things in this movie and like going back and like looking at it in the plot and seeing what was up but the, there was two other titles for this oh movie my god when yes it was released in other places called and- one is a brother's revenge and <laughs> the other one is skate or die those, and I honestly, skate or die makes the most sense die is yeah, the best like, title. Also, how did they choose like, gleaming these, the cube from those right? three <laughs> gleaming the cube is one 
<laughs> line of dialogue that his like irrelevant friend says to him and, and it, he's like what and then leaves the house and in terms of marketability but, it's like i don't know what gleaming <laughs> means i don't know if anyone <laughs> knows what gleaming like, means i don't, maybe in the the cube, I don't it's like, know what oh, the cube yeah, is yeah it's like okay i know what a cube could be but i don't know i have no frame of reference for what you're talking about when you say gleaming the cube <laughs> i a brother's revenge is I like that, that one. That's that probably like, puts a little too much emphasis on just, the revenge and doesn't eventually like skating. The Philippines really feels Later like dies, perfect balance. a movie of the week thing, though, which part this kind of feels like at some times, like the way it is and the way it's like acted feels a bit like movie of the week. Like, mm, yeah. And I, I love A Brother's Revenge. And because then you don't go into it thinking it's going to be about like, like some crazy, like, like, brother skateboard murder whatever i'd never mind i like the uh but- the <laughs> filipino title which is challenge to win again oh it is though <laughs> yeah that's pretty good it's more straightforward <laughs> like to me it's like brother's revenge not too much emphasis on the skating mm-hmm, skater mm-hmm. die perfect uh, let's go with something that makes no sense <laughs> instead of those two brother brother's revenge is is like a spoiler, honestly. Skater die is ambiguous enough where it's True. like, oh, what? And the guy doesn't skate and he dies. So it's like. <laughs> right. So you have to skate. Yeah. yeah. I I liked in our meeting yesterday when Seb was like, I'm going to go gleam the cube. And I was like, what <laughs> are you talking about? And I'm supposed to watch this movie. I can't think about that. Because just the phrase I've never heard before. Aside from this movie. Maybe that's... They were trying to make it seem like the movie was, like, an art house film. So then... <laughs> and then they were like, maybe we'll get art people mm-hmm. to be really into it. And they were like, it'll become a cult. Maybe they were just really, like, trying to be strategic in... I don't know. I'm giving them too much credit. I feel like it was probably, like, a really cool 80s buzzword that was, like, just outside of the it mainstream. Was, and I'm trying to think of what it was the right. event is now. It was referencing, I don't know if somebody said this while I was writing, but it was referencing a Thrasher magazine in interview. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, so honestly, um, I... F- Gary Scott Davis and Neil Blender. They said, they just said the Great phrase gleamed the cube. He said, <laughs> have you ever gleamed inside a cube? <laughs> yeah i assumed, I, mean, what? I assumed it must have been some kind of like 80s slang like oh let's go glean by the pizza hut or something like that pizza hut what's the equivalent now is there any movie now where well, in 20 years it's gonna sound like total nonsense i was gonna say like and this isn't really the same, but like Rocket Ralph sequel is called like Break the Internet. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, a great yeah, example. Great. I think is a bit different because we know what breaking and what the internet are, <laughs> but it's similarly like taken from a magazine article. Yeah. True. Someone said the only children's film uh, named after a photo of a. Butt. My favorite. <laughs> oh, you all froze. Dang it. Never mind you. Oh, un- you would have loved my joke. Well, was tell it tell it again. It's not even my joke. Someone on Twitter said it's the only Disney film named <laughs> after a photo of a butt. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I knew she was like. Can it. I say? 
The main character of this movie looks like this video game character. Brian? Oh, I'm excited to check this out. Br- Brian. Brian. Oh, Cloud Stripe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looks like yeah. Cloud Stripe. I don't know. Oh, my Big God. Time. Brian. That's all I got to say. I feel like, uh, yeah, Christian Slater would wear that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, for all the podcast Definitely. listeners, uh, look up. <laughs> Uh, Cloud Strife. Cloud Strife Final Fantasy Seven Remake. <laughs> um, should I do a summary? I think you should. Yeah. Can uh, you? That's gonna be necessary. It's a tale as old as time. It's the most simple setup possible. A bunch of teens go in a plane looking for an empty pool to skate in, and then the adoptive brother of one of them is murdered while trying to expose fraud within uh, anti-communist Vietnamese charity. It's as simple as that. I, That's and it. And then what happens? Yeah. Uh, then the, the skateboarding brother, Christian Slater, uh, swears a brother's revenge and tries to solve the mystery Christian of Skater? what happened. Yeah, wow! Christian, Christian oh, I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah. Oh God! It's it's a conspiracy. A bunch of other stuff happens. How did Christian Skater not enter my brain? <laughs> you just didn't gleam the cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't gleaming enough. <laughs> cool. I I feel like I mean, I feel like we should talk about this like section by section. I don't know. Does that does that work? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. The opening is bizarre to me because there's like this complete whiplash of like the movie that is set up with the first scene where it's yeah. a bunch of teens palling around and getting in trouble. Um, and then a child is murdered. <laughs> well, that's the thing is in the first scene, you're like, okay, I get what movie this is going to be. You're like, I'm not even going to think twice about it. Uh, my favorite line of the entire movie happens in that first bit, which is just when they're in the plane and the guy's like, that's my house. And then the other guy's like, that's my pizza hut. Tony Hawk is <laughs> that's like, my, that's my pizza hut. That was Tony Hawk. Oh, and he's driving it. Well, he s- gives my favorite line of the film. Was pizza um, hut like, uh, it was like an anti-establishment, like cool spot. In the eighties, nineties, I think I was trying to figure that out, or if it was a sponsor. I think they must have sponsored it. Yeah, and they were just like teens love pizza. Also, like that's an awesome ad for Pizza Hut. You have Tony Hawk in an airplane that he's in illegally, pointing it out from the sky. (laughs) Also, (laughs) I'm confused about their setup that got them on that plane in the first place. They were going to find empty pools to skate. No. I understand that, but like, I'm just confused about how they bullied the guy into oh, letting him so funny. do that. They were they were just like they were just so like yeah, weird. pilot school is expensive. Don't you don't you want us to help you out a little bit? Because they paid him, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, would that cover the cost of plane gas? They're rich no. as hell, though, those kids. Yeah, they, yeah, live, they live in, like, they live Orange, in Orange County. County. Yeah, it's an Orange County film. Yeah, but then Christian the Slater is like, I can't afford knee pads or a helmet. But I can afford to bribe this pilot. That's why he can't afford because like, he keeps bribing the pilot. Yeah. True. Right, right, right. <laughs> I thought it's funny that, like, before 9-11, you could have characters goofing around at the airport. 
and you can't like they would be like on a watch list now for skateboarding into an airport <laughs> and like moving around on the runway. Was, yeah. I, had a, I had a friend who uh like has his own plane and just flies over Toronto. What? Well, he doesn't Does he have his own like plane, Emmett I guess, Brandon. but he can like borrow a plane like up at Downsview Airport. Why did we record this in a fucking plane? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Think about the too acoustics. Scary. Too scary. Well, that would be sick. Does he like go it's... around like looking for empty pools to skate? Okay, uh, Nara, that's... you've... Yeah, that's a good idea. Nara, you've seen Stick It, right? I have seen Stick It. Love Stick this, It. That reminded me of the opening of Stick It so much. Oh my god, the empty pool. But there, there it's like BMXers versus skaters. And there, it's like a house, I guess, too. Also, but anyways, it just made me want to watch it. Also, read the the movie Tough Turf, which I think is BMXers versus skaters. Um, <laughs> Tough. Can I? But like, oh, I just wanted to say, right. I just thought it was a really funny cut that they all they like bullied this pilot, and the pilot was like, "No, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that." And then they like, and then finally he relents, and he's like, "All right, one of you." And then it's like just cut, and oh, all of them are in there in the plane with him. That's funny. That's a funny. There's some good. It's funny editing. visual. There's some funny gag, moments actually. in this film. I like this film. I mean, also, I yeah. enjoy. I think it's good. It's a good Did film. It's just goofy as heck. <laughs> Did I want that editing take? Because especially when like, uh, Vin got caught at the like, the warehouse or whatever, and the next shot was like just w- someone like in a sink or whatever, like with the with the water and the towel, and I was like. What is going on here? And then I realized it was the torture scene, which was such mm-hmm. like a random shift. I was like, oh my god. There's so but there's a lot of like clever edits. I remember noticing there's a part where Christian Slater's like breaking into the warehouse. And there's just like some really smart cuts of like I don't know, they show you exactly like when he climbs that ladder that's been locked off. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the ladder has like a guard on it, and it shows him climbing like the hard part, and then immediately cuts to him on the roof. It's really simple oh, yeah, things, yeah. but it's just like they show you exactly what you need to see to like be convinced that he could break in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like just smart could like, I, things like that. Could I jump in and tell you a story real quick? That reminded sure. me. Of uh, sure. So like um, uh, back in like July, I would say, I went on a walk around my neighborhood because I was just like. You know, I got to get out of the house, go on a walk. And I went down this, uh, like, alleyway that I had never been down before. And there was, like, a bu- and there were, like, a bunch of kids just, like, hanging out there, like, teenagers. But they were all in, like, a group. So that's just, like, kind of intimidating. You know, I didn't want them to bully me or anything. So I just teenagers walked so past. Scary. Yeah, like, a group of teenagers. That's, like, the scariest thing in the world. So I walked past, mm-hmm. like, really confident. But then I got to the end, and it was a dead end. And I was like, I can't go back. Because then they're gonna see weak weakness in me that I didn't know the way to go. So anyway, I hopped over the fence that was at the dead end, and I found myself in a locked off uh, car, like like an auto repair shop, I guess, with like a lot of expensive cars in the in the lot. When did this happen? How old were you? This was in like July. This is a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so twenty four. I was scared. Teenagers are scary. But okay, so they I was are scary. I was stuck in this place. I had no way to get out. There was barbed wire over the fence. And God. so I was if walking. You had a skateboard. It was getting dark out too, so it was like scary. And I was like, I have no clue how I'm gonna get back. I couldn't climb back over the fence that I came in because there was kind of like a big drop into the into the like car part. 
Oh, damn. So anyway, I eventually found a place that I could like jump over where the barbed wire was like kind of, you know, sagged oh off a little bit. Adam. Uh, but as I was All halfway over. All this to avoid over, teenagers. Yeah, as I was halfway over, two security guards came out and they started like yelling at me and they had like weapons. I was so scared. What? Uh, and they were just like, what are you doing in there? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I got in here. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, like obviously they thought i was lying and it was trying to like uh, what if you said like some t- some teenage hoodlums like chased me in here yeah i guess i could have said i was just like well how do i explain this at all anyway i jumped over i was eventually able to get over and i just like ran away as quick as i could um <laughs> over the barbed wire teens didn't think you were in there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I would Crisis love if averted. one of the teens like was secretly filming you and then yeah. they TikToked you and you became a viral meme. <laughs> anyway, it's one of my most embarrassing stories, but I'm glad that I uh I'm glad that I let it out. I'm glad you, you felt comfortable there. enough to share it with yeah. us. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Jeez. Could I say something about the first scene at the pool? Please. Well, I just thought like, that scene especially, I was like, okay, I get this movie. They're going to clash with the police a little bit. This guy who's at the pool who is mean and is like, I'm going to sue you or whatever, is going to be the villain. And he's going to try and close the skate park. And they're going to have to raise money by doing skate tricks. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I was like, it's no! that kind of movie. <laughs> and then I was wrong. <laughs> but where in that would they be gleaming the cube sub? That's true. They have I to, thought the cube might literally be the pool. They have to clear um, the cube. So that pool was round. <laughs> I love the, that line. I love that guy also, the guy who's so mad at them, because he's like, can I sue them? Can I sue their parents? Can their parents sue me? He's like the most oh, ridiculous so person, but like so real. And he's and then when the police are like, who are these people? And they're like, he's like, oh, they're my neighbors. Get out of here. And he's just like yelling at everyone. Love that. Which is exactly how, like, movies about teen skateboarders see adults. Is, like, yes. guys who just want to sue everybody. <laughs> you know what? Adults are. Specifically. Yeah. They hate the man. Oh, and we hate the man, too. Yeah. That is at work. Okay, so then we get into the start of the mystery. The anti-communist plot line. Which is so specific and has... I know I keep harping on this. Has so little to do with skateboarding. I really feel like it was a different script. Or it was adopted from like I mean adapted from like a novel or something. It could be. It could have been. But yeah. I refuse to look at it. That would be yeah. crazy if they were like to the author, like, John, love the story. They've greenlit it, but one thing, we gotta bring in the youth audience. <laughs> so now there's a whole plot about skateboarding. I... And it's called Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> they changed the name to from something. Yeah, I know you message. don't know what that means, but all the kids are saying it. I read it in yeah. that Thrasher magazine. <laughs> what do you want to bet? It was like one of those things where like some like like exact like ask their like nephew. They're like, oh, what's a cool thing that kids are into these days? And then his nephew was like, I don't fucking know. Like I just read this article. <laughs> Gleaming the cube, leave me alone. What if it was a oh, prank someone's so like nephew played uncle. on them? Yeah. I feel- <laughs> Why don't you tell him everyone's saying gleaming the cube? <laughs> I feel like it there's feels like that. some kind of 
thing that links the two. I mean, okay, so the kids thing is all about like authority sucks, parents drool. I don't know. There's got to be something that crosses over. Well, with it's gleaming the cube. No, I think with the like, other plot line with the mystery oh. and the, well, the all that. There's there's the thing with the like detective who's like I used to be a bad kid like you. Um, yeah. You're which, a screw up, and I can tell. I it's like <laughs> almost a buddy cop movie. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Well, I think it would be in the other version of the script. Yeah. Like the detective would be in it more. The detective pissed me off so much because I think the part is actually good. I think it's actually an interesting character, and I think the actor is awful. He's, I mean, he's hot though. That's he's why he's, yeah, he's so hot. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's so hot. It's a good part. It should be like some middle-aged bald guy. Mm. They should have got Morgan really Freeman. <laughs> but we needed him to be that age, I feel like. I like, feel like he sure. needed to be like young enough that it's like, oh, this is why he's still he's so invested in it because the other dudes won't take him seriously. But I feel like the other dudes yeah, should have taken right. him less seriously to like prove it. Because he sort of seemed like he like was like everybody was chill with him. Everybody kind of seemed to like him. Yeah. Yeah, everyone helps him when he's starting to close in, too. Yeah. But I feel like that would have been, like, a more interesting dynamic and made, sort of made the story between him and Christian Slater or, like, the dynamic make more sense if, like, people at, um, like, if it was kind of, like, that point break thing where it's, like, at the, like, police station or whatever, he was sort of, like, the underdog or, like, people didn't quite take him seriously. He still had to earn his keep. And then by, like, busting open this huge, like, arms smuggling ring then everybody's like oh we accept you as a cop now mm. do we do we want to talk about the next section i guess after the skateboarding antics at yeah the beginning? can i can i say one thing on the the cop thing before we move on from that or the, the buddy course. cop dynamic was mm -hmm. just uh i don't know i kind of like like you know in most buddy cop movies the the odd couple kind of buddy cop thing it's like uh, there's both there's a period where they reject their partnership, but then they have to come together and like figure it out. And in this one, they both reject their partnership and then never come together. <laughs> and I like that. I'm like, come on, that's different. That's unique. But, yeah. I guess, but then they're not really a buddy cop. Yeah. They're but just it suggests cops that it could be. And one of them it isn't. A yeah. cop. I feel like. I feel like in the context of this film, it just reinforces the idea that they were writing a different film, and then this happened. Yeah, Seb's theory seems pretty, like... There's no evidence anywhere. Like, it's written by one person who is generally a good writer. It just seems like... I don't know. Something's a little fishy. It just feels that way. Something's weird. Well, it just... Maybe it, it, there was just a lot of weird studio influence. Maybe there was, like, a rush to make a skateboard movie, like... It's yeah. the late 80s. It would make sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, what if that had happened to other like 80s like what were the what were some really popular movies in the 80s? Like Amadeus and they were just like, "Oh fuck, we got to put skateboarding in that." <laughs> just get, get Mozart skateboarding. Bull. <laughs> Raging Bull should be about like a hang glider. <laughs> be better. Make it about rollerblading? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's good. Um, I like um. Yeah, I like when I first saw it. I know Seb, you sort of like everybody. I guess sort of is like on the same page about they thought it was gonna go somewhere, and then it went this totally different direction. When I first saw it, I thought one like Vin was introduced as like the adopted brother or whatever, 
Um, I thought it was going to be more about like that relationship where they're both sort of like vying for acceptance, like in this like um, suburban, like Americanized, like proper culture and like from their parents, both coming from these sort of like outsider perspectives, even though like being a skater uh in yeah. the suburbs is kind of like a <laughs> shitty like lame not that you're not you're not actually oppressed you just are a teenager and feel like everything's bad but i thought it was going to be like that story and be more sort of like a drama between the two with some skateboarding antics um and maybe they like help out each other in like accomplishing their dreams or whatever um but then that didn't happen so <laughs> i'll be honest like when the brother first appeared just based solely off of my experience of watching like uh 16 candles i was like very nervous that he was going to be like some like insensitive like 80s like i don't know i think there's like kind of an attempt to portray vietnamese culture a little bit respectfully but i also think there's this kind of shitty subtext of like Christian Slater being like this cool slick white guy and then his brother being like this nerd who's like figures out the conspiracy using math <laughs> and like his girlfriend is also like that you know right. I don't know no no totally I just my bar was so low I think yeah that just knowing like the way the 80s like handles I just was yeah yeah I think it, it's also like treats a lot of the Asian characters as kind of disposable. Like, three of them mm-hmm. die pretty quickly. And, like, yeah, it's 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 kind of odd. And there's some fumbles. But they even do say that Brian was racist earlier. Like, w- like he was making comments about the food or whatever. And, like, kind of giving uh, Vin a hard time when they were growing up earlier. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it also is, so. like... It seems like an attempt at being more, like, culturally aware, but just, like, a really shitty attempt where this, like, white, like, writer was like, yeah, I have, like, a Vietnamese neighbor kind of thing. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, yeah, I like my Vietnamese neighbor. Maybe, like, they're, like, Vietnamese people are pretty chill and we should, like, talk about them more. But, like, that seemed like the extent <laughs> of it. Also because there's, like, the one line when they go into, like, um, when they discover Vin's body and there's like the one cop who's like being racist and is like, oh, this Chinese mm-hmm. kid, whatever. And then the like young detective dude um, is like, actually, he's Vietnamese. And then the guy's like, oh, they all look this or like it's all the same or whatever. And then the young cop is like, no, it's not actually. And then that's the end of the discussion, which I was like, it's not amazing on like the like. I think that's something. I think that's racism. an attempt. That's so much more than most. Yeah. American movies yeah. would give especially at the, at in the, the 80s the but but now as well yeah. like I don't think that that's yeah. uh, that like, it's much not... different I, I think but that like, like you yeah. guys yep sorry go on, go on. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like it's not it's not something that's like amazing and I was like oh yeah this movie's really doing things for like yeah. uh, East Asian rep but I was like I am pleasantly surprised with how that was carried out <laughs> but it's also kind of cringe when he's like when Brian takes like the letter and then walks into like a bar and is like, "Does anyone know how to translate this for me?" and is like just asking every dude that he sees. Oh, I'm like so that annoyed they... when people don't know what he's talking about. I kind of so like, oh great. Me. I kind of like <laughs> yeah. that nobody gives him the time of day. Like, I wish it just sort of like ended like that. Yeah. Where he was like, "Oh, this white dude, like, fuck you," and just like nobody like helped him. Yeah, I like that moment too because I understand why they would be like distrustful of this guy. He's like coming in here. Mm-hmm. He's so like aggressively like translate this for me 
And so, yeah, of course, everyone's just like, no, fuck off. Like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, I, I do think the movie kind of addresses Christian Slater being shitty at times, or at least acknowledges it. I just think, like, the story kind of pushes the Asian characters to the side. Yeah. And it also, do- like, yeah. it shouldn't. Like, he is, like, a total, like, okay, you guys have, have you guys seen 16 Candles? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like, there's a character called Long Duck Dong who plays, he's oh, a Chinese exchange yeah. student. And he is just, like, one of the most, like, like, horrific, it's, like, such a f- ridiculously offensive portrayal of like an east asian character that a gong goes off every time he enters a scene like it's horrific and that was like only a few years before this so that's why my like expectations were but i also agree like that's still like it's not anything like revolutionary or that nothing to like yeah, I, I mean, I certainly don't think it's, like, the the best representation, uh, and certainly it does still fall into tropes of, like, Southeast Asian characters, but uh, this is, like, the most Vietnamese people I've ever seen in an American movie, like, characters. Yeah. And characters that weren't defined, like, just by their race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, like I said, of course it's not the perfect representation. I'm not giving this film, like, a ton of credit, but... Uh, like, I don't think it was, like, <laughs> racist, and that is basically the bar that I have for uh, American films. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see the representation in this film kind of similar to the representation in The Fast and the Furious, where it's, like, that's Like the sick. first one? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Where it's, like, um, that's sick that it's, like, there are, like, Asian or like marginalized I guess here like Vietnamese characters like represented um and it's cool that they have like parts in the story but you're not like especially for this film which is sort of talking about or at least seems like it's attempting to tackle like um how Vietnamese people and how like communism in Vietnam is like viewed in America you're not doing much with that besides like acknowledging that it exists and acknowledging you're like very much like the issue, I guess the biggest, or my biggest issue with it is that, like, everyone's saying it's, like, it's taking these issues about, like, Vietnamese representation and, like, um, anti, like, Vietnamese racism, but then, like, centering white people in it instead of centering, like, how yeah. that racism affects the Vietnamese community. Yeah, and the the day is saved by skateboarding. <laughs> yes, it just oh, feels very... like such a symbol of, like, American, like, I don't know. Suburban white boys? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that the, uh, I mean, I don't know how much of like a comment it makes on communism, but I thought it was more interesting than I would have expected. Like the villains aren't communists, which is what the villains normally were in like, or would be in an 80s movie like this. They were actually like anti-communist arms trader that were like presumably selling to America or to, did they ever, did they make it clear? I don't know. But they were like anti-communist arms traders. And then it's like a group a collection of skateboarders that come and save <laughs> the day. 
So, I mean, I'm not <laughs> oh. saying it's like a pro-socialist movie or anything like that, but... In a red Pizza Hut truck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Yeah, okay, well, forget it's a Pizza Hut truck. Forget it's from a corporation, okay? Just, just, it's just, red. Just, it's a commie movie. It's, yeah, it's, guys, uh... this movie was adapted from Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I I'm just... Saying. That's who the writer was. And oh then they God. added skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, Wait, co-writer Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> is this I, I have a question is this like this might just be like blowing everything up with the uh the representation but it's like it could also be seen as like kind like i guess that is like kind of like racist in a sense that it's like oh these like vietnamese people that we're supposed to feel bad for and take pity on we should respect them because they are like upholding american values and they're like trying to assimilate to american culture like american culture um, hmm. what do you the, mean? They're the, the villains, villains not yeah, not the, the dad. Are, uh... mm-hmm. The dad's not the villain, I guess. Or like, I didn't see it that he... way. Or the dad kind of is, is the least villainy. But I would say he's the most like empathetic. Like he's someone who's like, like he's doing these things, but he doesn't feel good about it. Yeah, I think the dad's kind of an interesting character, but I, I think it is notable that the the ultimate villain turns out to be a white anti-communist arms dealer. Yeah, I think he's... Like, that's a... Well, like, yeah, he's the one that incites everything, is, like, the white American dude. Uh, Mr. Lawndale. Yeah, and he's the ultimate villain. He's not even a huge part of the movie. That's true. I kind of think Adam's reading... I don't think, like... I think it's stretching it a bit far to say that the skateboarders are collective <laughs> action or something. But I Listen. think it's true that, like, we're, we're they chose the villains movies. carefully. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right that it, it is an attempt to uh, be a bit more progressive. Even yeah. Bobby Nguyen, who's, like, maybe the most villainous Vietnamese character, still seems like a human being. Yeah. He's still upset when he kills Vin by accident. Still, you know, scared and whatever. I love when... um. Christian Slater's getting the thing translated. And it might be my favorite thing in the movie. And Bobby Nguyen just walks up. That... And, like, the audience knows that Christian Slater's in trouble, but he doesn't know. I think that's very cool. And he just, like, take... Yeah, that's a good moment. There's some... I feel like this this movie is, like, has, like, some really smart things and it is, like, attempting a lot of stuff. But there's just, like... It's, like, there's so much that there's no substance to any of it. It's just, like, everything is kind of I nothing. Like but there's so much good. of it. It is such a confused movie. Like, it is the def. It's just, it really is two different movies going on. It's interesting. Okay. I, I. And both rule. What do you, do you think that's, if, if this movie was appealing to teenage skaters at the time, what do you think they would think about Christian Slater getting really excited when his mom buys him, uh, knee pads and a helmet and then getting really disappointed when he walks in on his brother smoking <laughs> that's true that see that, that stuff feels really lungs. movie of the week <laughs> like when he's like you shouldn't do that it causes cancer <laughs> i and love that brother's like i just started don't tell mom and dad they don't know. It's like you're smoking in your bedroom. In your, like, bungalow. <laughs> yeah, they've been new. If he's smoking also, right it, there. It's just such a weird character development for the character that dies five minutes later. And, like, 
I don't. I think they're trying to tell us that he's so stressed from that one interaction that he bought a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> he started at smoking, work. and then died. <laughs> Just the them. lung cancer got him. We're like, oh, this character we knew for so long and so well. I can't believe he would do this thing. Like, yeah. I don't. It's just, it's funny. It's been a I, tough day at the uh, charity arms deal uh, <laughs> video store that I work at. <laughs> when uh, when Vin died, um, and uh, and Brian was at his grave, he says, "I miss you, Vin." I hate doing my own homework. That's my favorite part of the Jesus. entire film. That's the best line. But also, okay, that line is oh, so God. goofy. But I think that's so realistic. Like, I think that's so realistic to be like, how old is he? Like 16, 17, yeah. Christian Slater? But I think that's so realistic to be like, he had this really complicated relationship with his brother and like with his parents. Um, and this is like the first time where he's actually like being like kind of like, vulnerable about his relationship with his brother and like how his like death has like affected him in a way that's not just like lashing out at people in like anger um so i think it's so realistic that he's like these are the things that i am grateful for even though it's a dumb thing that's like doing homework but it like can like it shows that it's like actually like he cared like he cared a lot about his brother and he wasn't as pissed off at him all the time as he like seemed to be and he like it's like he wasn't I don't know. It's like one of those things where it's like Vin was always like doing his homework and sort of like disappointed in him. But then it's like, and it seemed like in that first interaction that Christian Slater just like didn't care. And he's like, whatever, I'm fine with failing. But then he's like, no, like I care about these like little things that you like are doing for me. And I feel like that's just a really realistic thing to be like worked up about. And you just like say ridiculous stuff when you're like in a moment of stress and grief. I, oh, right. But also, I didn't get the sense that they were, like, brothers when we, like, met, like, Vinny. Like, I I feel like there's, like, a level of animosity between them that, like, I understand if you, like, don't get along with your sibling, but it just felt like they didn't really know each other that well. Like, almost, like, all he really knows about this guy is that he does his homework. Like, they just really didn't, I don't know. Yeah, I just their chess game. Yeah, the chess, Pardon? Like the chess game, too. and then okay, I like right. The chess, the chess game, game was sweet. That's true, but I, I, I guess I just felt like it didn't set them up their relationship like that. Well, it's just like one of them's a nerd and one of them skateboards. I don't know. What is I, yeah? But also, how long is Vin in the movie before he dies? Well, I yeah, know, that's but the, the but, problem. Too. But I think that then there would be more importance on them. To, doing that so we understand the weight of this valid i just kind of think the plane thing is one of the big problems too that it doesn't open on the relationship between the two of them like there's this long sequence of slater goofing off before vin shows off Mm -hmm. i mean even shows up and then and then it's like oh the central thing is actually the thing in the second scene that's very brief true um but you're still kind of thinking about like the 15 minute montage of them looking for the pool yeah. You don't even really get time to register Vin before he goes off and starts and solving I feel like mysteries. You could get the the gist of like who Christian Slater's character is very quickly just by the way he's like dressed. You don't need to see him like bribe a guy into flying him in a plane and then getting in trouble with the police. Yeah, it's just such a I know, fun I'm way just to sa- start a movie. I know, but it's like 
it's just a weird choice. I think the chase sequence where he's on the hill is is good. I'll say it. The chase sequence when he's on the hill and there's the motorbikes following him is good. The yeah, sequence, I think it's a good. Sequence. The sequence with the like dramatic music as the skaters like are goofing down the hill, um, and then the Pizza Hut truck. Oh, great! Yeah, that's the peak. I think. <laughs> yeah, I got. I actually. Sorry, I'm not talking too much. No, you can go. I think this movie works remarkably well for how yeah, weird it is. I agree. It but does I think work remarkably the, well. There's a moment that almost completely breaks it, I think, when, you know, he's all gearing up with his, like, new skateboard that he made and he has his new pads and I'm getting all hyped up. I'm like, here's the actual confrontation. And then uh, everybody starts shooting each other and he jumps through the window and crashes through the window and does nothing. It doesn't <laughs> oh, affect yeah. the scene at I all. Also, I hate it. With yeah, the... but it was so cool. He was practicing for later on. Yeah. Literally, the... <laughs> he had to really gleam at also, the Also, what's his name? Like... The dad, the dad, her dad was like shot and is like dying and bleeding out on the ground. And the police officer is going to check on Christian Slater, who is fine, but maybe in a little <laughs> bit of pain as this guy's bleeding out on the floor. Yeah, oh my wild. God. <laughs> Should we yeah. talk about the romance? Kind of romance? Yeah. Yeah. Friendship? friendship. I, wish it, I wish it was just a friendship. I'm confirmed. I don't think it's just a friendship. There are vibes. It can't be just a friendship. There are vibes right at the end. Yeah. No, there are vibes like, yeah. like when they're sitting there talking, like, you know. I'm like that entire yeah. relationship. I'm like, Christian Slater, do you actually care? Or are you just being a little like rude snake trying to find out about her dad and He's about using her, her well, that's brother? Like, but also like he your brother, yeah. your brother, the dirt's not even cold or whatever the, expression is <laughs> yeah well that's why i didn't want it to feel like it was dipping into romance at all because i think it's kind of interesting that it's like i don't know he is using her but i think he does care uh i don't know i, I thought it was that was all right i, I it's so when he, weird when he tells her what happened like what's going on it cuts to her like going to be mad at her dad which makes sense yeah but it's like, I feel like there should have been some moment where they at least acknowledged, you know, that he had been lying to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't even mad when, one, he was, like, searching around her dad's room, and then, two, <laughs> he stole something from her dad's room, too. She's just like, Yeah, me. yeah. I know, I assumed and that I that, she'd be... that was gonna, I thought that was going to be a big moment where it's like there's some conflict between the two of them. Yeah. But yeah, it just directs at her dad. It makes sense that she'd be more upset with her dad, but we should still see that there's some consequence. Because yeah. why wouldn't she be upset? Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like you would still be stressed at that. Anyway. Well, or yeah, at the very like, end. Yeah, sorry, Nari, what are you gonna say? Well, I just feel like in any situation where it's like, if you're like, oh, like this time of grieving where we both are like mutually grieving over the same thing, so we can sort of like bond with that, like with each other over that. But then you're just like abusing my like vulnerability and like reaction to your brother's death to like get back at my dad <laughs> like that's the like it is weird when you lay it out like that <laughs> <laughs> and that scene where he's talking to the family like he's he dressed up and he's taking her to the movie 
and oh my like, God, I have a lot of questions <laughs> for your dad, <laughs> like about what really happened <laughs> in Vietnam. I just wanted to know. Um, to kind of get to know you better. It was no, just a No, he flop. wants to get to know his brother better, isn't it? Oh, yeah, to get yeah, to know yeah, his brother better. Yeah. Which is, Which like, is a flop fuck? on a flop on a flop. Yeah. And then when they're at, <laughs> like, the, they're at the, like, fundraiser, like, luncheon thing, and she's, like, telling him all about these, like, Vietnamese, like, dishes. And then he's like, who's that white dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the date's so funny. He's like, I need to know what happened. In Vietnam. I mean, not the war. I mean, my dead brother. Okay, what? (laughs) I would hope that you would know, like, he might be lying just to, like, but, like, I hope Mm. he knows about, like, Vietnam. Because his brother is from there. Well, it's like he's trying to play it off, but what is the con? That he wants to know about the war? That's yeah, a weird thing to, to say on a date like, as well. What is that going to reveal about your dead brother who uh, you adopted like when he was like five? Okay, well, no. we don't know what the rest of the date was like, okay? That's just one part of the date. It was probably worst date ever. Wait, no, it was probably are you a good su- date. In, literally. Literally. in support so- of the romance, Adam? Are you pro-romance? <laughs> no, I thought you were anti. I'm pro-friendship. I wanted them to just be It's friends. not a... F- I liked when he said, what does your dad do? Oh, cool. And what is your dad's, like, business partners as well? Are <laughs> and he's what like, oh, he fuck? just does that? <laughs> so weird of a conversation. <laughs> Moral of the story, never go on a date with Christian Slater. Yeah. Damn it. Stop if you can. Um, just don't do it. I think that because this series is Chris at Whack, we should talk about the Chris... We should walk down the Chris Crescent. Yeah, could, should, could we talk? Is, should that be the, one the more... thing that we do this series? Is we pick or we take all the Chris's at the end and we compare the Chris's? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love that. Give it a Chris score. Could we yeah, talk about one scene before that? What scene? Mm-hmm. Sure. Just what, of course. One more thing. I have a. I just like. Oh, you got sorry. another scene as well. I, right, I let's keep talking. There's a, there's a scene I also want to just talk about a little bit, just because I think it's funny is it the one where he like throws he locks the security guards in a train no and, uh, that's, that's a good it? scene he didn't that's need to do this it's so that was such good. a good plan for a teenager yeah, genius. to blow up i wish i thought of that when i was stuck in that uh <laughs> i was like i was like why the fuck is he doing this why is he blowing it up but then i was like he's trying to find out who this guy is i love he's that to find out who the american it was it's so smart and he left I... the hat there yeah, uh, but also when he was like, oh yeah, this giant propane tank is going to blow up. Let me hide behind a wooden pallet that I'm like holding up. <laughs> he was far like, enough away. Come he on. Was like, like, he was like seven feet away. No, he was not far enough away. <laughs> that was like, boom. Yeah, that was a massive explosion. I, <laughs> I so think big. they should have made that moment like a bit more emotional. Because he like his skateboard at the end of that was like toast. Like yeah. he should have been like, well, oh no. Yeah. That's the other thing I was thinking just now. It's like the the guy comes and he's like, the hat, it must have been my business partner. And he skateboarded <laughs> me. <laughs> also, um, no, the scene I wanted to talk about is um when 
he's on he's like riding a bike so sadly like down the like pier or whatever. <laughs> oh amazing and this all the skater friends are like standing around him and, and yabo's like yeah you know like we're still your friends so if you want to talk about anything feel free to talk to us and then some other guy like clowns him for like riding a bike and he's like what are you gonna do get a scooter next which just <laughs> confirms that scooters have been lame since 1989 but also it's like what are you gonna do get closer with your dead brother who just <laughs> died friend like i do jesus i do like that the, there's a clear hierarchy like skateboards number one bike and then scooter at the bottom <laughs> right we're rollerblades we're rollerblades in the 80s? I feel yeah, like that's, the... got, that's got to be above bike, right? I feel, like, I feel like it's lower than bike, higher than scooter. Really? I think they went extinct for a while. I think when were just, we're... Because, just right. because hackers more of a 70s is so thing? cool. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. But this is 89. Was... This is right on the cusp of the 90s. Hackers comes out mm-hmm. 90s, 1995. Rollerblade's so cool in hackers. So I think it has to All go... Right, they're back. I think it has to go skateboard, then rollerblades, then bike. Rollerbladers from the 80s, please call in and let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's a true list. Skateboarding, rollerblading, biking, scootering. That's it. Yeah. That's all the cars, all I those, guess. Right? People who drive Like uni- unicycle. Oh, yeah. Cycle. Unicycle's plane. number one. Unicycle is totally <laughs> at the top. <laughs> yeah, that was the scene I wanted to talk about. I just thought it was funny that he was also like it, when you see him come off of the ferry or whatever with his bike, he's like doing the most pathetic job of like riding that bike. He's- <laughs> yeah, he's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be there. I also like his his morning skateboard shirt at the funeral. Oh yeah, oh my God, like yeah. he's wearing like a blazer and like a sad shirt. <laughs> um, that was the co- that was oh man. What a cool way to pull up to a funeral. And then you and just, then just drop like, the chess piece on I, the... <laughs> his parents must have been so pissed. Yeah. Like, you're starting the funeral also, and he's not there yet? Where is yeah. he? Can I can I just say about Vin getting killed by his, uh, his employer? He had been working that job two weeks. That's the shittiest two weeks at a job ever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and he was actually, like, trying to save the company. He's like, someone is ripping yeah. you off. Someone <laughs> is ripping you off, and I found that out. I did. I went beyond my job. And he goes home, and he's like, fuck, I hate this. He's been that working so there for bad. two yeah. weeks. He's also in high school at the did same the, time. Like The boss fired him, right? That's what happened? Yeah. Because I feel like it would be such a better, like, that's such a worse cover-up than just saying, like, oh, yeah, I'll look into it, and then just never mentioning it again. Yeah. So Vin, like, why would he fire him? Oh, no, did he, he not fired fire him? him. No, he fired him. He I fired him. He did. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought it was just like I wanted to give this job to someone else, but you still have like another job here. But oh, uh-huh. and it's like, why? Yeah, like, I, I would never care that much about my after-school job in high school. Like, outside of it, that I'd be like, let me look into like. Vin's a well, good his, worker, though. His it's his fatal flaw. But his job cares is too much like balancing the books so i feel like either way if he misses it and then like in a, the real world where they're not secretly dealing arms then he would get in trouble for that because he's supposed to be like balancing right, but, the books but the fact that he ha- goes back oh, true, true. A- at night to like investigate <laughs> yeah no that's a bit yeah that was a bit extreme he could have <laughs> just waited the next much. till the next morning like that's Did so not much need to do any of that. <laughs> 
I also think it's kind of disturbing, like, you know, in most teen movies, they use, like, people in their 20s. And it's like, you see someone get murdered in, like, a movie like Brick or whatever. It's like, you it's supposed to be a teen, but in your mind, it's like, that's an adult. Yeah. yeah. But this guy actually looks like a kid. Yeah. And it's, like, really upsetting when he dies. Yeah, but he wears, like, a suit and tie a lot. He's kind of like a grown man. <laughs> but I feel like he actually looks like 13. There were people who wore suits and ties to high school. I like, know. who? <laughs> who? Oh, oh well, I yeah. mean, we shouldn't name any names. We don't have to go into I, When I was in school, no, Conservative. nobody yeah. wore... Nobody wore a suit and tie, but once I was walking down the hallway, and this kid who was in grade 10 was sitting by his locker... And, and polishing his shoes like he was shining like he had shoes <laughs> polished out. did you shove him into his locker no i just walked by and like ran down the rest of the hallway and started laughing that's a missed I opportunity um, i gotta say i mean the people who wore suits like they definitely looked fresh don't get me wrong <laughs> canna's nana looks <laughs> the like she disagrees the <laughs> um i can't say not that anybody listens to this podcast, but what? How uh, do you think our listeners feel that are here right now? Sorry, sorry, sorry. They're being denigrated. <laughs> no. All of those suit wearing listeners. Um, no, it's just that someone important to me is in a relationship with someone who wore suits to high school, and I just don't want Whoa. to. Wow! Wow! That's <laughs> what a scoop! <laughs> Okay, we will say no How more of that? it. We will say no more How of it. How is that for you? <laughs> Damn. Uh, you want to do the Chris Crescent and real dad, quick? And dad, I just want oh. you to know that we don't mean anything by it. <laughs> Your suits looked great. Okay, what are we... What are the Chris Crescent. So what are we talking about? Are we talking about like what sets this Chris apart? Or, I guess yeah, what are the traits of this Chris why, that we like? like why, yeah, why do you like is the, this your why? Chris? What? Why is this your Chris? <laughs> Why is this my Chris? Um, I think I mainly yeah. I mainly chose it because of the film. Um, but That's, I guess uh, because I just thought this film would be fun to watch. But I also think, okay, but then Christian Slater. Why is this? I love when he, cause he normal. I don't like when he plays like objectively cool dudes. Like when he plays dudes that are just like straight cool. I don't know if he does that at all. But I, I just he's but a- I. But I feel like he's always supposed to play kind of like a little, like, slightly annoying character. Like, I think his character is supposed to be, like, a little bit irritating all the time. I was but, watching this with... Oh, sorry, Hannah. Go ahead. No, but just do you not think that in the context of, like, 80s skateboard times, whatever, that this is... Is he supposed to be cool? I don't... Or is he, so. I think he's supposed he's to be, like, kind of cool, cool, but... He like he's like cool, but I think he also fluctuates between cool and annoying because I think it's like he's cool at the beginning, and then he kind of loses his cool when he decides to be a prep, and then everyone's making fun of mm. him. And then I guess at you know, at the end he's cool again. I don't know. Can I say my theory on what makes him an underdog? Yeah, mm. like also, he doesn't really decide to be a prep. I mean, that's all just a sh- for show. That's true. Like, are you talking about Christian Slater in general? Yes. I'm ki- right. I kind of I kind of yeah. I... Go. I think it's his voice. His voice is so annoying and I love it. It's so funny. I think it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds just like Bar- he sounds like Barishell. His little weasel oh, voice. Oh yeah, yeah. 
He sounds just like Bearshell. I was watching it with Luke, and I said that, and Luke said it's Bearshell crossed with someone else. And I listened to it for a second. I was like, Jack Nicholson. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. It's a Bearshell and Jack I Nicholson. I thought there was no, some young Leo in it, too. There's something, like, really, like, like snot-baggy about <laughs> he's, his voice. He's so nasally <laughs> and annoying. But I, I, find, I find it, like, I don't know. I just think, I'm just saying Christian Slater, maybe it's because of his voice that I'm always like, you're just like a little bit not right in the, like the character that you're playing. <laughs> like there's something where it's like, you're just not like, you're not playing a cool guy, just like straight. You're not a straight cool guy. You're kind of like an under, like you were saying an underdog cool guy, you know? He's pretty short too. He right? is a small, yeah. small, small mm. dude. Yeah, sure. Well, like I'm always cool. surprised, like. Girls are in love with him in Heathers as like JD and like I kind of get it but then at the same time I'm like there's just something there that's stopping him from like like the way Skeet Ulrich and Scream I'm like okay he's awful and gross but he's really hot and Skeet Ulrich in in Heathers doesn't there's something stopping him from he doesn't have that like anyways you mean Christian Slater in Heathers? no Christian Slater and Heather's. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess it's like, also... He kind of does feel... He has incel vibes Wait, in Heather's. Give me, give me another <laughs> Yeah, second. he does. He does, actually. Yeah, he I'll be, definitely does. I'll be, back in a, I'll be back in a second. Oh, I, I hope it's another shirt. I assume it's a Christian Slater shirt. <laughs> but I, I think that he's short and has this nasally voice. It's almost like a nerd being a... Oh, because sorry. you have a you deep voice I mean? and I, you're tall, so I have. I think I also... You have a deep voice? I don't know. <laughs> Pump up... <laughs> Pump up the volume. I think I think I also chose this movie um, over this one for Christian Slater because Pump up the volume, although I love it and it is one of my favorite films, um, it is by um, what's his name? It's not on here. Alan something who directed Empire Records, but oh, so I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't repeat a, a director, but. You couldn't? <laughs> sure you can. Like, I could have, but I'm also like, this oh, is a rules. good... This is a... Maybe later. I'll do this Christian Slater film for another thing, but when you have the, the chance to show everybody Gleaming the Cube and figure out what Gleaming the Cube <laughs> means, why not? Um. Yeah. I... Yeah. yeah. I think the incel thing is an interesting comparison because I do think he works, like, better when it's, like... You know, he's obviously handsome and he's obviously cool, but, but there's smarmy. kind of like this quality, yeah, where he seems a bit angry at the world in a lot of his best movies. Mm. He's, oh, yeah. he's so angry at the world in this. He's also playing another, sub- I think it's because he always plays like suburban, like white dudes. But there's like, right. there is like this kind of like inferiority, like complex, like, I don't know. He just has like incel vibes slightly but like at he the does. same time i don't want to offend him because like i still think that he's an attractive man i just I i'm know. pretty sure he's like a pretty slimy dude irl really he? yeah he's he's like gotten like he just keeps bringing guns places he's not supposed to bring guns and i think <laughs> yeah oh. and i th- i think he was also like at one time like arrested or like something for like um a domestic like assault call mm. oh really i'm bringing out all the arrests and convictions i'm looking at yeah drunk driving yeah that's fine he was arrested when he tried to board a commercial plane with a gun see he just Wild. tries to bring guns oh, it's places. not fine but i just mean i'm like i like you know you can 
that's not it's different. Domestic abuse. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Third a long time ago, but still. Oh, and uh, Slater was keep on coming. Yeah, two thousand five. Um, he was charged with third degree sexual abuse and was held at the nineteenth precinct in Manhattan. The charges were later dropped from lack of evidence and on the condition that Slater kept out of trouble for six months. Kept out of trouble for six months. After that six months, he could do whatever he wanted. (laughs) That is God. such a low bar, Jesus. Um, that was from, yeah. So Christian Slater, maybe not the greatest guy ever. Not the best Chris. Yeah, I don't. I never was thinking Let's... he was the best Chris, but he is a. Chris. Well, I was gonna. He was <laughs> gonna be should... my Chris, and now I'm happy. I didn't. Now you you did it. Ha ha. Sucks. To you. Should we focus on the Chris as a person or the Chris character? The character mm. that the Chris plays. Yeah, because we're only watching. I don't one know because by each of these online there is Chris's. this great right. debate about Chris's. Hmm. There's a the people are always like, which is the best Chris? Well, it's not Christian yeah. Slater, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not. But maybe we can figure. We've we've decided who's not the best Chris right now, right <laughs> here. Um, who's the wackest Chris? We could. Can- um, I'm sorry that I made everybody support this Chris, but also this <laughs> this film isn't. I don't know if you can like buy it. Like I actually right. don't know how yeah, widely we available find it anywhere. If it's possible to purchase, yeah. So wait, it's on. Yeah, also, it's on YouTube. N- but like, no one's going to like. No one's seen this or heard of it. So <laughs> yeah, so we're, not, <laughs> so we're not. We're not really supporting Christian Slater at all. <laughs> Um, also, Has anyone seen? Oh, sorry. What if we? What if we brought in a movie with the wackest Chris's, and then we debated who's the wackest Chris, or not? But it would be is Chris whack? Chris at whack. Chris, Chris at whack. whack? It could still be called Chris at whack. <laughs> Has anyone seen Broken Arrow? No, no. but no. I, I I own it. That to me is a perfect use of Slater because is that the you know John Woo, it's a John Woo action movie. Okay, yeah, and he's the lead, but John Travolta is the bigger star and is on the poster ahead of him and stuff. And it's probably in the movie more. He's the villain, but it's the perfect use of him because Christian Slater is like fighting for the screen time in his own movie, and the whole movie he's like the underdog, uh, in terms of you know Travolta has all these guys after him. And it's just Christian Slater. I'm pretty sure I, I own that Good on, movie. on VHS. I own so many Christian Slater films on pop VHS. Pop it into your VHS. Pop it into your VHS. Watch it. Yeah, watch it. It's a great time. Okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. I've never uh, had anything against it besides I don't really like John Travolta. Besides you like when arrows, this will not change your mind. When arrows are intact, <laughs> not broken. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so we're... We're rating the Chris's in the movie. Is that what <laughs> yeah, we're doing like, for this? Instead of rating the no wackness of the movie? I think we should still wait, rate the wackness. We can rate both. I think at the end of the series, we can. That's what I Chris. mean. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we'll do the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what you guys. I have. Yeah. You got anything else to say? Would you, would you no, wanna, I, would you I just. Anyone? I just wrote. I wrote down a note for when we were talking about Christian Slater, and my only note under it is incel vibes, and I thought that was fun. 
Wow. Oh, you also said that? So, like, you... No, I think I, 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 I took it down because you said it, and I was like, oh, that makes so much oh. sense. You just, like, shattered my mind with that. <laughs> um, yeah, did I have anything? I'm, I'm going to give this a 3.5. 3.5? Um, I th- yeah, I think it's so not what I expected it to be. Like, just completely surprised me and continued to do so throughout the movie. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was amazing seeing skateboarders work together like that. And <laughs> I think yeah. the reason it's a higher score is because of that shot when like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. <laughs> Funky just got crushed tube. by a light. <laughs> that shot me. That shot when eight skaters appear on the horizon oh that was so sweet i have i found a a pizza hut truck comes with tony hawk driving it i have a screenshot of that i will share that on the instagram um please do please do it's great i just i feel like everyone should watch this you should it's on youtube it is free it's right it's available uh i'll uh echo that 3.5 and i also i'm glad that you shouted out that shot funke because that made me so hype when it was just like they're all <laughs> cresting over the horizon oh my god so many this terrifies the villain it's scary that many skateboarders a bunch of teens yeah that's like pizza hut truck that's that that's what i'm saying a group of teens this is, Adam's is the scariest nightmare. thing in the world it's the scariest oh, right. thing in the world <laughs> Because you don't know what they're going to do. That's a crazy story. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you thought it was crazy. <laughs> three and a half. Three and a half? Is this film just going to get a three and a half? Um. Well, I was going to give it a four. Wow. Oh. Wow. Because I think it like truly is a whack-ass film. Like The fact that there are two competing movies and one of them is like, some kind of like crime like you know whatever operations conspiracy thing and the other is just like skateboarding bro like I, I don't know it's just it's a whack it's a whack combo it's wackly it delivered it's just all together a whack time so i'm gonna give it a four damn i you mean you're gonna I gleam was... it a four i'm gonna gleam it a four I was going to give it a 3.5, but then when we had the discussion about the different title choices that they could have gone with and that they chose <laughs> the worst, the worst one, literally one that makes no sense. And then the fact that like, yeah, that they went with that. They decided whatever. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Um. That that just confused me a lot, seeing that there were, like, other choices on the table. And then they went with Gleaming the Cube. I think that, like, bumps it up a little bit more. So I think I'm going to give it, like, a 3.75. Wow. Wow. I have to go in two minutes. Okay. Um. Let me just put all these numbers in the wackometer. I'm all right. gleaming Uh-oh. the cube. <laughs> the cube has gleamed a 3.65 3.65 on the vacuumer gleamed from the cube can i also just say i think it's amazing how there's so many weird things in this film that we didn't even talk about how one of the kids just lives in a bunker 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. How yeah, it's a cool bunker. I wrote that down. He is the sickest bunker ever. <laughs> this guy. I wrote down. This guy's LA skate bunker is nuts. <laughs> it's cool that he just sleeps down there, too. Yeah. That and he gleams so down scary. there, too. But he had a house as well, didn't he? Right beside? He does yeah. live with his family, but I mean, it's, he was sleeping there. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Does he, does it gleam mean to like take something? Like, couldn't you gleam from, you know, a book? Uh, that's, gleamed from isn't this, that gleaning? Like, oh. glean? Like, with an N? Gleaned from this? No, I think it is gleam. Maybe. I think it is gleam. Look what it is- up. All I could gleam from gleam yeah. means Wait, no, it. to shine brightly, especially <laughs> with reflected light. Okay. Are there other meanings? Uh, or there is a noun which means a faint or brief light, especially one reflected from something. Nara was right. It is glean. Yep. I looked. Oh, it up. sorry, Nara. Extract sorry. information from various sources. Ah. That's glean. That's to glean. Right. Well, well, what did you glean from the cube? Uh, I gleaned from the cube that Pizza Hut is rad. <laughs> so yeah, we rad. should all get some Pizza Hut. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That could be fun. Stuffed crust. If we ever see each other in person again, we should <laughs> order some Pizza Hut and glean some cubes. <laughs> What a depressing sentence I just <laughs> If we ever see each other in person, we're going to get Pizza Hut and then just polish some cubes. Hell, That's yeah. it. <laughs> okay, Do what we guys, haven't been able to do. Order um, food. According to Urban Dictionary, gleaming the cube means to push yourself to dangerous new limits, hence mm. being outside of the cube and mm. able to polish it, creating the gleaming effect. And the cube... Is a poor dance involving the miming of all six faces of a cube. <laughs> Makes perfect oh, sense. There I, it could is. Could we do the sign off? I have to go. I totally remember <laughs> I can go. reading that definition in animation class with Lucas when we were watching this film. I'm oh. gonna just start saying that. <laughs> but also, also, I have to leave. Um, should we wrap? But guys, wait, wait. Gleaming the cube has now been taken. Um, it was phrased by cinema by a cinema bloggers um, in reference to the 1989 movie starring Christian Slater, oh. um, and it is now means to fail so badly that there is brilliance oh. in the failure. Oh. <laughs> oh, so kind of a movie that's so bad it's good. Well, Which I don't think this movie. Yeah, is. I think this movie. But is so I just good, mean that's this movie. This phrase now has its whole new meaning based off of this movie about a phrase that we don't know if it has a meaning. Could we do the side off? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Or I can just leave. I'm glad that we figured out what it was. Uh, That's a great arc (laughs) to the episode. Thank you to Emma Kudlak for the uh, logo. Thank you to Ian Mills for the music. Go to at Insomniac Fest on Instagram. Good night, Ryan. On Twitter. Good night, Ryan. Uh, Insomniac (laughs) Festival.com. Any of those places you can learn more. And next week, we continue the Chris at Wax series by talking about... Uh, uh, Another movie. Yeah. Adaptation. Adaptation. Maybe. Starring. Is that? Chris Cooper in a supporting role. Chris Cooper. <laughs> That's is that, what is that actually we... what it is? Hell yeah. I love adaptation. Yeah, well, I'm definitely doing a Chris Cooper mo- movie. I think probably adaptation. Okay. All right. So come we back next week. say goodnight to all of our listeners next time. Bye. <laughs> wait, Bye. how does the movie end? I wait.
smart ass <laughs> clap sound. <laughs> oh yeah, the little we're gleaming on the cue. Mom, get out! I'm doing a podcast.